Okay. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for being here today. As y'all can see, we still have a number of people out. Uh, we've got a lot of people with underlying conditions of their health, and they just really don't want to get out in this right now, and I can't blame them. We've got a number of people like COPD, uh, just different things going on in their body, and uh, they want to get around some of this uh, stuff going around. And I just ask y'all to be very careful. Now, like I see some of you wearing masks, and that is perfectly fine. If that's what makes you comfortable, wear masks, wear your gloves, whatever you feel comfortable in doing, because I want you to feel comfortable. And uh, so, but just I just ask you to keep the people in the church in prayer. I try to keep up with all that I can. Uh, I go to some houses where they feel comfortable, uh, and then some places where I go, I wear a mask, uh, whatever it takes to make them feel comfortable. And uh, like I say, we still got a number. I just talked to little Frances Howarth, and she just got back out of the hospital again. Uh, she was losing blood, this and that. And, but anyway, they think they found what her problem was and uh, they've got her on some medication and stuff, and she's home now. And, uh, of course, like Jerry and Linda, you know, Jerry, he's in his last stages of COPD, so they're staying in. And we've just got just a number of things going on right now. Old devil's really trying to do a work. But, you know, if you've got your faith in God and your trust is in God, that's what it takes. God will be with you. And uh, matter of fact, that's kind of long where I want to go this morning. I've entitled my sermon, Victory Comes Through Obedience. You know, God wants us to be obedient to Him. I know we don't understand everything that God does and why He does it. But the thing about it is, God sees things way ahead of what we see. He sees things that we don't even think about. He sees things that's going to happen that we don't know is going to happen. And God is preparing us for what is to come. So in uh, Isaiah 55, it says in there, says God says that his ways are not our ways because his ways are higher than our ways. In other words, we cannot figure out God. The only thing he asks to do, it's just like God said, I know you don't understand everything, but just trust me. And that's what it's going to take. Trust and faith in God walking with him. And just, just let God be totally in charge. And when we let God be totally in charge, you're going to see things take place in your life that you never thought could happen. You're going to see blessings come your way that you never dreamed of. But that's what we're talking about. Victory comes through obedience. Obedience, obedience to God, to God's word, doing what God tells us to do. God's got a reason for telling us, like I said a while ago, for telling us to do some things in his written word. You know, there's many people, like I said a while ago today, they're trying to understand why am I going through a lot of the things that I'm going through. How come my prayers are not being answered? Why can I not seem to get ahead in this life? You know? And that may be a very simple answer to what you're asking. 
Are you walking with God? Or are you walking away from God? Are you believing God's word? Or you say, well, God, I don't know about this. I think I'll just try it my way. Stay with God's way. Because like I said a while ago, God sees things that we don't see. He knows what's going on. And when we're disobedient to God's word, do you realize that is robbing God's blessings from you? When we're disobedient from, to God, that is robbing your blessings. But obedience to the word of God can help you overcome. When we are obedient to God, it can help us overcome any situation, any trials, any tests, anything that we're going through. Because God already sees what you're going through. And God wants you to trust him to bring you through it, take you through it, bring you out of it. You know, it's just kind of like, uh, like David in that 23rd Psalm. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God is walking with us when we're going through situations in our life and we don't realize it. But all of a sudden, I know I've been in some situations that I did not understand. But you know, I, I, it's just like that point I got, God, I don't understand this, but I'm going to go with what you say. And it would work out every time. Trust in God, believe in his word, and just put it in his hand. No, Lord, I don't understand, but I do trust you. And when we trust God, things are going to change in your life. You know, it's just like what I'm saying right here. I got to thinking about something when I was doing this. Y'all remember over in the book of Joshua when they went into a, to that city of Jericho? And God, you know, we don't realize this, but when they went in and God told them to take Jericho and how to do it, that that city already belonged to them. It already belonged to them because God already promised them. If you will be obedient to what I tell you to do, I'll give you that city. What, what did God tell them to do? He simply told them to march around that city seven times. But do you all realize that when God told them to march around that city seven times, he also told them something else? He said, do it in total silence. Don't nobody say one word. Don't open your mouth until I give the command. Why would God do that? Why would God say something like that? Because do you realize the moment they started, well, I don't understand this. Does this God know what he's talking about? Is he really going? They would have been moaning, griping, and complaining about what God told them to do. How many of us do that? How many of us gripe, moan, and complain when we're going through something instead of putting our trust and our faith in God to take care of it? See, that city was already there. All they had to do was be obedient to God's word and what he told them to do. Don't you say a word. Don't open up your mouth. But when I tell you to shout, you shout. On that seventh day, they walked around that city. All of a sudden, the trumpet sounded and the order to shout, they shouted, the walls of Jericho. Many people think those walls fell over. They didn't. They went straight down in the ground. And they're still there today for you to see. 
Those walls didn't fall over. They went straight down into the ground. And the, and the Israeli troops just marched right over. And they defeated Jericho because they were obedient to what God said to do. That's what God wants us. He wants our obedience to do what he says he'll do. See, God already promised, promised uh, Israel that that city would belong to them. That if you'll be obedient. But see, they didn't see it until they acted upon what God told them to do. They had to act upon what God told them. They had to do. They had to be obedient. They had to walk around that city seven times without speaking one word, without saying one word. Must not be no women in there, something I say. <laughs> so it just, you know, but that's what, God's, that's what God's orders. He wanted obedience. He did not want them to mutter, utter words, complain, to doubt that that city was theirs. And you know as well as I do that if we're asked to do something, it don't happen the moment that, it's, that we think it's supposed to. We're going to start moaning, griping, and complaining. Well, God, I thought you told me this. I thought you said that. He said, I did, but it's not time yet. Now shut up. Sometimes God just has to tell us outright, shut up. I'm taking care of this. Trust me. We have to have faith in God. We have to believe what God says to do. See, the whole key to Israelites' victory was not based upon their military strength or anything else. Their victory was based on them trusting in God and believing his word. That's where our victory comes from is believing and trusting in God's Word. How many of you just ever sat down and you go into a situation, open up your Bible and find out what God says about the situation you're in? What does it tell you to do? Whatever the Word tells you to do, do it and see what happens. I guarantee you, if you will have faith in God and believe what God has just told you, you will come through it victorious. People will look at you. How did they do that? Boy, look at the blessings on those people. A Christian with faith stands out among everybody else. They know if you are a Christian. I've had people say, you're a Christian, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. They said, I can see it. That is probably one of the greatest compliments they could have paid me is I see that you are a Christian. They don't, they, you know, to me, like I said, that was, that was a great compliment. And it ought to be a great compliment for any of us that say, hey, you believe in God, don't you? You go to church. You walk with God, don't you? Oh, I'll jump on that in a second. I sure do. Let me tell you about my God. How many of us do that? When you get a compliment about your God, how many say, well, if you have a minute, I'd like to tell you about what my God's done for me. You've got a testimony on the inside of you that nobody else probably has. How God brought you out of situations, how God turned your heart toward Him. That is probably one of the greatest sermons that you could preach. Is how God changed your life. What God did for you. How He brought you out of a situation. How He healed you out of something. They said, hey, there's no way. This, oh, that old gal's going to die. And you're here today. 
Because God says, no, you're not going to die. You shall live and not die is what God's word is. We trust in God. We have faith in God. You know, Jimmy's dad's going through something right now. He's going to have a biopsy in the morning. They found a little bit of a, a mass on his lung. Now, he does have some COPD. And we're hoping that's what it is. That's what we're praying it is. That's what we're trusting God. God, this is not cancer. This is not anything like that. But this is something that you're going to take care of. In the mornings when the biopsy comes. And I'm already claiming it's not cancer. It's not. We have to believe, we have to trust in God and believe what God says. Where is our faith? That's what God wants. He says without faith it is impossible to please God. We must believe he is who he says he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The reward that God gives us is answered prayer. That's one of the rewards is answered prayer for what you're going through. God wants to answer that prayer. When you show him that you have faith in him, you believe that he is going to do what he said he would do, then he does it. He proves that he is God. He wants to show you he's God. And when he shows you he's God, you need to tell other people about your God. There's so many people out there, and in a time like what we're going through right now, they're doubting, is there a God? That's when right now we need to be telling people about Jesus Christ, his love, his mercy, his grace, his goodness, everything that he has done for us. Tell them about the cross that he went to and he died on it so that they could be saved, that they could be in heaven. You know, I posted a little deal on Facebook. I said, there's many people who do not, who believe that they can go through this life without Christ, but just don't die without him. Don't die without Christ in your life. That would be the biggest mistake you have ever made. Because you know what your destination is? You all know what it is. I don't have to tell you. But it's hell. That's where you're going. If you do not believe upon Jesus Christ, God has made that perfectly clear in his word. There's a spirit that lives on the inside of you, and that is the very spirit of God. The day that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, a change took place in your life. You had somebody else move in. The very spirit of God it's himself came in to dwell in you. For greater is he who dwells in you than he who is in the world. And that is the Holy Spirit himself dwelling on the inside of you, speaking to you, guiding you. It says the Holy Spirit said, I will bring unto you all remembrance of what God has told you. The promises of God. But if you don't know the word of God, then those promises are not going to come to you. Because you don't know what they are. But when we get into the Word and we find God's promises, the Holy Spirit reminds you of that promise. We have to get into God's Word. We have to, to be obedient to God and serve Him. You know, we, I, there's a little story here, and I kind of like it. Well, I like it a bunch. But uh, 
before I get there, there's one thing here. I've got something I, I, I put down here. Dis, disobedience can hinder us from receiving all the blessings that God has for us. Do you know God's already got your blessings ready? He has already got your blessings ready. You know, we do not understand the great things that God has for us. I don't even think I gave it to David, David but in 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says something. It says, for it is written, man has not seen, nor has he heard, nor has it entered into his thoughts the, the, the things that God has prepared for him who love him. Do you realize what God's already got things prepared for you? That we don't, I mean, they're so great and so unimaginable we don't even think about it. But he has already prepared things for us if we'll just believe in him, trust in him, love him. And two, what did he say? That, 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 that God loves those or he, or that are obedient to his commands. If you love God, then be obedient to what he says to do. Do you love God? Then if we do, we need to be obedient to what God has spoken to us. God, there was a man, and God loved this man. His name, his name was Abraham. God's covenant with Abraham was based upon obedience. Do y'all realize that Abraham, when he got a call, Abraham was a pagan. Come out of a place called Ur of Chaldees. It was a pagan nation. There were, there were just false gods, put it like this. But God called Abraham. Well, how did Abraham know that was God calling him? God put something in Abraham that Abraham didn't even doubt. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 through 12, it says, when God called Abraham, it says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to the place which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He got the call from God. Leave all your family. Leave those pagans behind. Come to me. Follow me. Abraham stepped out in faith, not even knowing where he was going. But the Spirit of God was so heavy on him that he had to go. Oh, God had a plan for Abraham. And God's got a plan for you. He stepped out and he went on faith. And God guided him all of his journey. That's pretty good for a man that never even knew who God was. But by faith, God put such a, such a hunger or such a stirring in Abraham's spirit that, that he had to obey. He had to obey. He knew down in his spirit, I've got to go wherever it is. He calls me and sends me. And then we're going down here. It says, by faith. Abraham dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose maker and builder was God. God, Abraham was waiting 
to see God's foundation, is to see God's city, the city of God, the new Jerusalem. It says, and then we're going to hear by Sarah. Sarah is another one that had to have faith. It says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Y'all realize Sarah had a child when she was 90 years old. Okay, ladies. <laughs> Who's up for the challenge? But you know, she knew that she was well past the age of childbirth. But she believed God. It says, past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. She knew what God had promised that he would do. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, Abraham, his age, he became a father at the age of 100 years. I'm not up to that. I'm going to tell you now. But at 100 years, Abraham saw God's promise fulfilled. God had promised Abraham an heir. He thought he was going to have to make his, his servant his heir because he had no children. But God said, no, wait a minute, Abraham. You were obedient to me. I told you to leave the Ur of Chaldees. You did. By faith you walked and you went where I told you to go. By faith you did what I told you to do. I'm rewarding you because you believed me. And by you believing in me, I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. <coughs> Abraham became a father, and he had an heir at the age of 100 years. That's how faithful God can be. God is a God of love. He's a God of faithfulness. He will do what he says he would do. You know, when you know the word of God, you can walk in his obedience. And do you realize that victory will follow you where you go? It followed Abraham. Victory followed Abraham. Or I might just say victory went ahead of Abraham. Clearing the way. When you have faith in God and believe in God and trust in God, where you walk, God walks ahead of you. Clearing the way just like he did for Joshua. When Joshua went into the promised land, he went in there, he made the way. He went ahead of Joshua, making the way for Joshua to enter into the promised land. Oh, he had struggles, but Joshua won every one of them. Because God, because Abraham, excuse me, Joshua was obedient to what God told him to do. When you know the word of God, you can walk by faith, and you can take hold of every good thing that God has promised you. You can take a hold of those good things that God has promised that he's going to do for you. And do you realize these things have already been provided? Jesus has already made the way. All these good things that God has promised are there. You just have to be obedient, walk with God, and those good things are right there waiting on you. It's just like in Malachi. It says, if we'll be obedient to God and what he said, God says, I will open up the windows of heaven and I will pour out blessings upon you that you cannot contain. How would you like to have that? Have so many blessings that you just didn't know what to do with them. Well, God can do it. 
Maybe some of you are going through some things right now. God, I need your blessings. Lord, I'm putting my faith in you to meet every need that I have. Every one of us in here have needs. We have things that we need in our life. We have things that our family needs to make their life better. But maybe that family member does not know God yet. That's your job. It's one of the jobs of God. Tell your loved one about me. You know, and that is probably one of the hardest things, and I've said it, but I mean it because it is. It's one of the hardest things for you to do is witness to a family member. Why? Because they knew you back when, before you walked with God. They knew how you were. They knew what you did. They knew your lifestyle. <coughs> now they look at you. And you want me to think you're walking with God? Our, our walk now has to prove to our loved ones where we are with God. They have to see your walk with God. They have to know you love God, that you trust God, that your faith is in God. And then they look at you now from where you used to be they say, boy, something has really happened in their life. That falls right back to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, any man who is in Christ is now a new creation. All the old junk in your life has passed away. Behold, or listen up, everything now has become new. You are a new creation in God. You're not that old person you used to be. You're brand spanking new. You have no sin. You have no nothing against you. Your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life and you can count on it. Because you are a changed person. Because of your faith and your trust and your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 2 And all these blessings shall come on you. And overtake you if you will listen unto the voice of the Lord your God. All the blessings that God has for you will overtake you and come up on you if you will heed and listen to the voice of God and do what he says to do. That's the trick. That's, that's the whole key. Doing what God says to do. We can read them all day. But until you do them, it's like James. Do not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. You can hear the word all day, but if that's all you're doing is hearing it and not doing anything, it's not doing you a bit of good. The blessings are passing right over your head. God wants to bless us. God loves you. He wants to pour out some... You know, the blessings that God gives are free. They don't cost you anything but obedience to Him. We're not going down here at the store and buying them. We're doing them because of His grace and His mercy and His love and His caring about each one of us. Do you get into the Word of God 
do you? Like in the evenings or something after you come home, I know you're tired, but just rest a minute. Then just kind of just get off to yourself. Open up your Bible and see what God says to you. God wants to talk to you. That's how he talks to you. People say, well, I never hear from God. Well, open your Bible. He will speak to you. We're sitting there with a closed Bible, and we say, well, God, I'm not hearing from you. God says, open your Bible. I've got just so much to tell you, so much to bless you with, but you're not listening. You're not searching for me. It says when we search for God with all of our heart, we will find him. Are you searching for God with all your heart? Do you really want God in your life? Do you really want God's blessing? Or you say, oh, I'm doing good. You don't know how good you could be doing. God wants to totally bless us. He wants to meet each and every need that we have. I want to just give you a few of God's blessings. Here in the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 28, it lists God's blessings. This is what God wants to do. If we will let him. Deuteronomy chapter 28, and you can start right in verse 1. It says in verse 1, Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, And it shall come to pass, if you shall listen diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the earth. You're going to be raised up. God is going to meet your needs. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 2. We just read that a while ago. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. If. Did y'all notice that word? If. If. You will listen unto the voice of the Lord your God. If you're not going to listen to him, if you're not going to hear him, poof, forget it. Let him who doubts, let him not think he shall receive anything. If you're doubting God, don't think you're going to receive anything. You'll find that over there in the book of James. If you doubt, don't think you're going to receive anything. That's one of the worst things we can do is doubt God, His promise, and His word. It's like that's like you're calling God a liar. You say, well, I know you said it, but will you do it? If God said it, He'll do it. That's all you've got to know. If God said it, He'll do it. It says, and all these blessings shall, shall, shall overtake you. If you will listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what he says to do. I'm going to read just a few more here. And these, these next verses, they contain blessings that meet every area of your life. God knows what we're going through. God knows what you need. God knows what you're going to need. Deuteronomy 28.3 Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. If you work in the city, you live in the city, God's going to bless you if you will listen to his word. Then he says right here, you shall be blessed in the field. If you are a farmer, if you raise crops, 
your cars will be blessed. God will see that your cars are blessed. Deuteronomy 28, 4. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. And the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your body is your children. Your children shall be blessed. And the fruit of your ground, your crops again. And the fruit of your cattle, their young, shall be blessed. The increase of your cattle and the flocks of your sheep. Trust in me, believe in me, I'll bless everything you have. Deuteronomy 28.5 Blessed shall be your basket and your store. You're going to have plenty to eat. You're going to have food. Deuteronomy 28.6 Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessed shall be you when you come home. You're going to be blessed. Blessed again shall you be when you have to go out. God says my presence will go with you. My presence will be with you. And I will bless you whether you're coming in or whether you're going out. Deuteronomy 28.7 And the Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against... Now listen to this. The Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to, to, be, to be defeated before your face. You'll see your enemies that lie about you, tell falsehoods about you, that try to bring you down. They will be defeated right in front of you. They shall come out against you one way and they shall flee from you seven different ways. They, when God gets a hold of them, they can't wait to get away from you and they're going to go running in every direction. God's got your back. Put it like that. I've got your back, family. You belong to me. I'm watching over you. Whenever people come against you, God knows it. And God will scatter those who lie against you, his children. Deuteronomy 28.8 The Lord shall command the blessing you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hand to do. God is going to bless you in everything that your hand is set to do. If God instructs you to do something, he says, and you do what he tells you, I'm going to bless you. It's going to work. You're going to prosper in what I send you to do. And he shall bless you in the land which the God gives you, which the Lord your God gives you. He's going to bless you right here in Azle, Texas. Springtown, Reno, whatever you want to call it, you're going to be blessed right here. Deuteronomy 28, 12. I skipped down some. It said, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Wow. He's going to open up to you his good treasure. The heaven to give the rain unto your land in its season. Hey, if you really need rain, he's going to give you rain. And to bless all the work of your hand. What you do what you do for God. You know, when you work for God, God's going to bless you so much because you are working for Him. You're trying to bring others to know Him. It says, And you shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. 
God's going to bless us. He is going to bless us. And then here in Deuteronomy 28, 13, And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. He's going to make you the head. The head gets all the good stuff because it's first. All that good stuff coming around. The tail, the very last part of you, gets the least, gets the last of the blessings coming around. He said, I'm going to make you the head. I'm not going to make you the tail. You're going to get all the first fruits of my blessings. And here in 2813, and the Lord shall make you, I just said that, the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall, you shall be above only, you shall not be beneath. You shall always be above all other things. You're on top. You're number one. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and do them. God says, if you will listen to me and do the things that I have commanded you to do, all these blessings will follow you, be upon you, and I will, I, will, I will make them happen in your life. And then right here, this is something we really need to listen to, in, in Deuteronomy 28, 14, and you shall not go aside from any of the words which I command you this day. You don't go to the right, you don't go to the left. You walk right straight on in God's, in God's word. You don't go to the right, you don't go to the left, you don't try to avoid any of the things that God has told you to do. You march right straight with his word. And this here is the last one, Deuteronomy 28, 15, on the blessings. It says, But it shall come to pass, if you will not listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and observe to all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Notice, he's also mentioned curses. We read the blessings. Starting in verse 28, 16, God starts naming and giving a list of the curses. From, chap, from verse 16 all the way through the rest of the chapter 28, from 16, from, from Scripture 16 to Scripture 68. Think about that. Starting in chapter 16, it runs all the way through to uh, verse 68. All of those are curses. When you're sitting there, pick up your Bible, open it up to Deuteronomy. Read the blessings and then go right on. And when you get to chapter 16 of, of, uh, of, of chapter 28, starts the curses. They're not good. Your best bet is to believe God Follow God, accept His blessings, walk in His blessings, believe in His blessings. Matter of fact, you ought to start just thanking Him right now for the blessings that He's going to bestow upon you. Why right now? I don't see nothing. 
because you're showing God your faith. Say, God, I know you're going to bless me. I just heard your story. I just heard your message about if I will walk with you, if I will listen to your voice, if I will heed to your blessings, they shall come upon me. Matter of fact, they say they will overtake me. We do not want to go through the curses. None of God's people should go through the curse. Our faith should be strong enough in God that we don't... It's only the, it's only the, the blessings that we want. And just by being obedient to God, doing what God says to do, then that blessings will come upon you. The curses will not come near you. But the blessings will overtake you. We need to walk in God's blessings. God's curses are just opposite from his blessing. They're opposite of what God's blessings are. And I want you to notice something. When God told us these blessings and the curses, he told us about the blessings first. He told you what you got to look forward to, how he wants to bless you. And if you will accept and receive God and these blessings, they shall come upon you. But if you refuse to hear God's word, to accept what God has said, then the curses come. But he gave you the blessings first. He wanted you to know what the blessings are and how good they are and then he tells you about the curses. He wants you to get them blessings down on the inside of you before you even read the curses because the curses are terrible. He wants your mind on the blessings. God, I don't want none of those curses. That's terrible. I, I, I don't want that. God says you don't have to have it. Believe me. Walk in my word. Walk in my ways. And the blessings will always be on you and the curses will not come near you. we got a choice. We have to make that choice. Have you made the choice today? Are you going to take the blessings, or are you going to take the curses? One or the other. There's no in-betweens. Just like heaven and hell. There's no in-between. We're either blessed or we're cursed. We're either going to heaven or we're going to hell. Our choice. God's not forcing you to make that. He's telling you, if you take blessings, this is how good it'll be. But if you choose those curses, this is how bad and terrible it's going to be. That's just like the tribulation. Tribulation's going to be terrible, but we've got a choice. You're going to go through the tribulation, or you're going to bypass it. I'm going to ask the band to come up. If you're here today, and you need to make a decision whether, Lord, I want, want, I want all your blessings. If you need to come forward, come to this altar, kneel before God and say, Lord God, I want your blessings. I don't want those curses, but I want to walk in obedience to your word and to what you have said. I don't want those curses. Lord, I want to be closer to you than I've ever been. Because I see the times that are coming. I see the times that we're walking into. I see what is going to happen. 
Lord, I want heaven. I want heaven. I want to be with you in heaven. I do not want to go to hell. We have to make that decision and we have to let God know what your decision is. If you need to come up today and kneel at this altar and just ask God to forgive your sins and to help you, inspire you to walk in his word, that would be the greatest thing you could ever do. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ and you accept him, that's the greatest thing you could ever do. But God is in this place today. And he wants to bless you. He wants to meet your needs. It's up to you. You're going to, have to tell him yes or no. If you don't tell him yes, that's a no. So I'll ask the band to play. If you just need prayer, if you want to come to the altar, if you want to pray right where you're praying, but please make a decision today whether you want God's blessings or whether you're going to receive the curses, whether you're going to go to heaven or whether you're going to go to hell. Because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We just know who holds tomorrow.